It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Live with the play-by-play voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Altus. Welcome, everybody, to the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Mission. It is our holiday edition of the show. And welcome as we get cranked up. It is time to, well, down the stretch they come. It is the stretch part of the regular season of the National Football League season. And your Chiefs can be the number one seed and get a bye going into the AFC. Right now the Chiefs are the one seed. We've got a special night to get you ready for a seize the day and seize the week scenario as the Chiefs get ready to go to Seattle to meet the Seattle Seahawks. We are again at the Mission Hy-Vee Market Grill um, in the center of the city pretty much. This is a great location. And we've got a special guest coming later in the show. We'll have Gary Dieter here, uh, really one of the great personalities on this team, in his second season with us as a wide receiver. Also a reminder that the Chiefs Kingdom Show is brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. And uh, mow with an attitude, Bad Boy Mowers, the more the Chiefs Kingdom. We have got a great crowd out here tonight. We've got the Redcoaters here. And a special thanks to the Redcoaters for their presentation last week. Um, here up front, for those of you, we'll put it out on uh, Facebook. Some of you saw it last week, but that's due to Jerry and the folks with the Red Coaters. Susie Bling Bling is here, and Kent the Cake Packer. Cowboy Ryan is here tonight as well, along the uh, Taj Mahal Tailgaters. BCE is here. The Geeks are here. Snowstorm Sandy, Autograph Geek, Froman, the Fiery Phoenix, also part of Reed's Redheads. Cowboy Ryan, I think I mentioned him being here tonight. The Lake Lottawana Lake Rats are here, representing four generations every Monday night on our Chiefs Kingdom show. The 68 Inside Sports All-Stars are here. The girls of Indy uh, 68 Inside Sports join tonight. Tall Paul, Lucy Ethel is here tonight. Uh, Marvelous Michaela is here. Also here tonight, the City Administrator of the Year, at least voted on by the Chiefs Kingdom show, for the City of Raytown is here tonight. He gets that award uh, unanimous, winning it by 65-35 to win the City of Raytown uh, Chiefs Kingdom Administrator of the Year tonight. We got folks here tonight, Masters of Public Health, a wonderful thing called Turning Point. If you check it out, just check it out online. They change lives, they help lives, they save lives. A uh, special group of people. We also have some of the accountables have come all the way from Topeka here tonight. And uh, Reed's Redheads are here tonight. Hey, hey, Paula's here tonight. Also, the Chiefs cheerleaders are here. And they are here with their calendar. So a perfect stock, stocking stuffer, uh, and it goes to a great cause. Just ask them tonight if you're here in the location. A reminder from the folks here at High V. it is just the last few hours of the big two-day sale. Chiefs Kingdom, you still have time to say big with High V today. So we've got a couple hours here left before midnight, a little less than six hours. You get uh, the last day to earn 50 cents on your Fuel Saver card 
with every $75 purchase at Hy-Vee. So that's the big two-day sale. Earn 50 cents on your fuel saver card with every $75 purchase at Hy-Vee. So, again, a special thanks. Uh, Brad G. is here from the Chiefs PR department. Uh, Rudy is here, and Charlie is here. Kelsey's here, but that's Kelsey's Charlie girlfriend. Uh, Shelby Somerville also from Hy-Vee doing a great job. All right. Yesterday, some good news. This just in. The Steelers beat the Patriots. That was huge. Patrick Mahomes continues his assault on the National Football League. 45 touchdown passes. That is huge. And now the Chiefs are the one seed as it stands tonight at 6:10 Central Time. The Chiefs have the one seed and the bye, but we got work to do because we're going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks in a showdown game that they have to have because they're trying to make the playoffs in the NFC side of the bracket. It's a big week, folks, and we've got the best coach to get it done. But all of us, and if you don't have one, Santa will put it in your stocking. It's time to put the hammer down, baby. It's a hammer kind of week. Seize the week. Beat the Seahawks. When we come back, we will hear from the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Big Red, Andy Reid, after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Right hip of Mahomes on second down and 10 at the 11. Play fit. Mahomes running right, now turning left. They got a screen set up. Left side, Darrell Williams, 10-5, touchdown! Kansas City! It's Darrell Williams, his first National Football League touchdown. And the Chiefs are screening the Chargers to death here. Welcome back on our Chiefs Kingdom show, the Hy-Vee uh, Market Grill. We are located in Mission. Uh, on Martway, not far from the intergalactic headquarters of the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. And uh, welcome back to the show tonight. A reminder that the Chiefs Kingdom show is brought to you by Bad Boy Moors. Remember, Bad Boy Moors, mow with an attitude, uh, the more the Chiefs Kingdom. And also a reminder that new pizza at Hy-Vee, uh, great for the holidays, whole milk mozzarella on pizza? Come on, be kidding me. They made it something great even better. Anyway, check it out. Take, bake, easy pickup, and take and bake pizza from Hy-Vee. Perfect for the holidays. Speaking of perfect, he's a perfect fit for the Kansas City Chiefs. The winningest coach in Chiefs history, 64 wins, and has us in position as a one seed to get it done, folks. Here we go. It is time to go down the stretch. We're in December football in a gigantic week. So give him all the spirit you got. Head coach Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. Good evening, coach. If we've got him there somewhere. Can you hear me? There we go. Now we got you, coach. All right. All right. Thank you. Let's do it again. Andy Reid, head coach. Let's get it to him. Let's go. All right. We got to get everybody fired up, coach. Gotta all right. Get him going Good. here. Uh, well, hey, you know, we talked about Sunday, Thursday football uh, last Monday night, meaning it's just crazy. It's a fire drill. But then on the backside of it, it's kind of strange. It's almost feel like a mini buy. Uh, in a way, what about how you guys handled Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even today? Yeah, so I gave the guys uh, some time off here to get themselves back. They'll come back in here refreshed and ready to go against a big opponent. So we've got a, a nice challenge against us when we go to Seattle and look forward to it. It's what it's all about. You get to this time of the year, it's uh, great to have this opportunity. 
want to ask you about Thursday night um, and really kind of going back maybe to a week ago Sunday in the overtime win over the Ravens, but some new guys or new roles. We just heard Daryl Williams' touchdown. I'm going to ask you first about Damian Williams and just what he's doing for your football team and our football team, the different things you're asking him to do and how he's emerging. What about uh, and uh, Damian Williams? Yeah, Damian did a nice job for us. He, uh, he was one of the bright spots uh, of the night. He... Uh, yeah, he ran well. He he caught the ball well. He um, he blocked well. So he really uh, stood out there. I want to ask you about him picking up protections because that's what we don't see. We're following the ball. Now, when I review the tape, how good is he right now at picking up some protections, particularly in that Ravens game where they were just blitzing almost every snap? Yeah, no, he did a he did a nice job and. Uh, you know, I'm proud of him for that. He, he's worked hard at that. And uh, and so he, he did a nice job the last couple of weeks with it. The other thing, and, and we just heard Daryl Williams' first National Football League touchdown on that screen that you ran. Now, here's a guy that's an undrafted free agent out of LSU, basically a recruiting coup for you to get him, a guy that uh, played behind Fournette and great running backs at LSU, could have transferred, stayed at LSU, but what about him and what he means and his possible ceiling for this team? Yeah, he's uh, done a nice job of, of stepping in and getting some quality reps for us. Uh, it's a nice job by our personnel department, Brett Veach and his his crew there, that um, that they brought him here, and then two for Brett keeping him here, and and then uh, for Dylan coaching him, did a nice job with him and getting him ready to play. Uh, he's a smart kid, tough kid, and uh, enjoys the game so. Giving him an opportunity, uh, he's really taking advantage of that. And I always say camp never lies. A lot of you get to go to training camp, right? How many go to camp in St. Joe? Every day matters. I say this about Coach, too. He makes every day matter. But how much did you see in the case of Daryl even way back at rookie, rookie mini camp and in the OTAs and in St. Joe that he had a chance to contribute to this team, not only this year but beyond? Yeah, we uh, we felt good about that. Uh, as the training camp went on, he kept showing up and uh, on the tape and during practice. So it, we caught our eye, and you know, again, he catches it well. He's a big kid, runs it well, good vision, and uh, and he's a good blocker. So all those things add up to being a good, solid football player. And he's just having an opportunity now to get some experience and get in there and play. So it's this is great for him. Just a bit of an oddity. There were eight scores in the Chargers game combined between the two teams. Six were made by guys named Williams. Just putting it out there. All right, uh, like that matters. What does matter, though, is a guy like Kelvin Benjamin. You got him involved in the game uh, last Thursday night. What about his potential to help down the stretch in this week against Seattle? Yeah, Kelvin's a big kid. He, uh, he had a nice route <clears throat> down our sideline there, down to the three-yard line or so, and uh, again, big target for, for our quarterback. And uh, those, those guys are easy to throw to because their catch radius is so big. And he, he, um, he's just learning, though. So we're, we're trying to feed him uh, plays as we go here and see how he handles all that. Uh, the, the offense is a bit complicated, and, uh, but he's working like crazy to get it down. And then after 29 game weeks, Number 29, Eric Berry made it back to the field. Uh, and you had mentioned going to keep him on a pitch count when I was watching the video of the game. 
man, he had an impact, I think, on eight of the 21st snaps. Just what he means to get him on the field and his energy and his ability to help the defense and even little more bits at a time as you move forward. Yeah, that's uh, it was great to have him back. Uh, he loves to play the game, and his personality and football personality are infectious. So uh, it may, makes everybody better. That's what great great players do. And so to have him out there was was good. Um, he'll continue to build build up his the football endurance part of it to where he's comfortable playing more and more as we go along here. So. And that's the objective. We didn't want to take any steps backwards with him, and he didn't want to take any steps backwards. And I think it worked out well. He, he was sore, but he, it was a good sore. So he uh, he's, he'll he'll uh, be back out of practice, and we'll see how he does this week. Speaking of sore, something we need to acknowledge here. So I think the other quarterbacks are sore. Uh, folks, what you need to know, the Minnesota Vikings lead the National Football League with 47 sacks. Right behind him with 46 sacks, the Kansas City Chiefs. It's an impressive stat, Coach, and it comes from 11 different guys. you got a couple guys with double digits, but just your ability to pressure. This has kind of turned into a sack and strip league, if, if you will, uh, but your ability to be right there at the top of the league is one of the most important categories. Yeah, our, our front and, and secondary, when they have an opportunity to blitz, have done a nice job, so... Um, we, we've got to keep that up. That's, that's so important in today's football with all the passing going on. So, um, there, there's some guys that are gearing up. We got to tighten some things up on the back end there a little bit and, and take advantage of that even more maybe than we are right now. So, uh, but the guys, uh, that front, that front group there, uh, the outside linebackers and D line they're they're bringing it and, uh, they give you a healthy down every snap there that they have an opportunity, and they've hit the quarterback more than anybody in the National Football League and, um, and pressured him, made him move, you know, move the pocket and so on. So those are all positive things that, that should help you down the road here. And impressive. Need that this week against Russell Wilson. We all know how uh, good that Seattle quarterback is. But I want to ask you about the Seattle game. So here we are. Seattle's not in. They could have made it in yesterday on the NFC side of the bracket. They got ambushed by San Francisco in overtime. We take care of business, Coach. We're the one seed with the bye. Everything's right there in front of us. What about this week and playing Seattle up there? Yeah, we've got to bring, bring great energy. And uh, when you go up there, it's it's loud. It's similar to our place here when teams come in, and you got to be in the right frame of mind. And, and you got to go in there with an aggressive attitude and take care of business. And, and, uh, and so that's what we're going to focus on this week. We're going to prepare that way and get ourselves right and – and uh, to take care of business there. And what about the position that we're in? You've been a head coach in this league for 20 years, and I know you've been in spots before where you're saying, if we win, would these three other things have to happen? I mean, that's just pretty clear because it's right there, right in front of you. It's like being on the 17th hole of a golf tournament, and if you just par out, you win the tournament because you have the tiebreakers. This positioning for your team um, and to be in that spot where you've got everything in your hands. Well, the guys have earned it to this point. You just got you got to finish, uh, take care of business, and our guys will come back. They'll, they'll have good energy. We we have a good locker room, and and uh, we took a little beating there on Thursday, and and we've got to bounce back, and that's what character teams do. And so, I would expect them to come back in here and be ready to go, and and uh, and have a good game against Seattle. And 
you know, it's a, like I said, it's a great atmosphere. Their, their backs to the wall are as bad. And then you have an opportunity here to go, go play in, in that venue. That's a, you can't ask for anything more than that. Who's ready for that game? Let's go. Let's beat Seattle, right? Let's get this done. One of the things I've loved over the last six years of you being here with 64 wins is how you've developed players. Our guest tonight, Coach, is the Sheepdog. Gary Dieter, the Sheepdog, is our guest tonight. Your thoughts on a developing wide receiver? Yeah, he's uh, he, he is a developing wide receiver. Quarterback loves him. He's a quarterback's best friend, man. That doesn't get any better than that. So, but he works his tail off. Uh, he, he did it in college. He, he's done it at this level here. He's good special teams player and also a good wide receiver. Somebody like I said that the quarterback trusts. So. When you're in the quarterback's respect like that, that's that's important, and he'll continue to get better as as he goes on. He just, uh, you know, because he works so hard and his attitude and everything. He's a good good person and a, a good football player, and he is the sheepdog, huh? He is a sheepdog. You could shear that head of his and make a nice wool blanket for yourself. Some of the people here are getting that idea. Uh, we're we're gonna let coach get back to work but before we do let's give him a big cheer it's a big week people we got to do this let's go head coach andy reed all right mitch how do those redheads they're here when we come back we will talk about the sheepdog and is he patrick mahomes best friend or is there a beef we're going to get to the bottom of this we are at the hyvee market grill in mission the chiefs kingdom show also brought to you by bad boy moores we'll be back with Gary Dieter, after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. First drive of the third quarter, Mahomes in a shotgun. Handoff, left side, Damian Williams, driving, 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 touchdown! Kansas City on the left side of the offensive line. Jeff Allen and Mitch Morse blow a stick of dynamite in the Charger defense, and the Chiefs back to a two-possession lead. And welcome back to the Hy-Vee Market Grill. We are in Mission. It's a gigantic week. This week is huge. You got it. As we take on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle, a lot on the line for both teams, but for the Chiefs, everything is right there in front of us. We take care of business. Right now, the Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC. We take care of business. That's where we'll be going into the playoffs. A reminder, again, we're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Mission. Let Hy-Vee do the cooking this holiday season. This sounds pretty cool. Uh, pre-made holiday dinners ready to heat and serve. Uh, you can reserve yours today, tonight. Hy-Vee does the cooking. You get the credits. Sounds cool. That's only at Hy-Vee. And the Kingdom Show is also brought to you by Bad Boy Moors. Remember, Mo with an attitude, Bad Boy Moors. Coach calls him the sheepdog. He has become a, let's just put it this way, an iconic figure in the Chiefs' kingdom. Uh, ever since he came here, uh, had a great end of his career at the University of Alabama. Prior to that, a great career with Bowling Green before he was a graduate transfer at the University of Alabama. But let's welcome also all the Germans here will love this. Gary Dieter, Chiefs wide receiver with us tonight. First things first, we're going to get into the beef, all right? This whole situation, if you follow it on social media, it is something that I think uh, – Every news, national news source has this of, like, what's going on. And that is the 
challenge or what's going on between you and Patrick Mahomes? Now, it started, I think, with uh, we tried to find the highlight, but 10.39 to go in the second quarter. Chiefs against the Raiders in Oakland. Even with the sewage coming out of the locker room uh, in Oakland, kid you not, it was coming out of the sinks. Uh, Gary Dieter is wide open up the right sideline. Mahomes overthrows him. That was huge. What happened? So first NFL game, get out there and I'm playing special teams, and then that was actually my first NFL snap. Got to get out. I hear the play, and I'm like, oh man, like this could be a big play. So I get out there, get lined <laughs> up, and run my run my route, and it was like the perfect coverage for that play. And my, like you said, I'm running wide open. Pat just launches it. I'm not sure if he thought Tyreek was in the game or what, but I mean, I was out there running my hardest and. He overthrew me by about seven yards. So I think even if Tyreek was in there, I don't think he would have got it either. So Pat, Pat made that mistake, but he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Uh, well, let's just put his 45 touchdowns aside, okay? Let's just put those over here someplace. Uh, 45 touchdowns in 14 weeks and 35 red zone touchdowns. Let's just put it up on the shelf over by the bar here at Hy-Vee Market Grill. You were wide open. Why? Wow. I'm getting Gary. I'm getting ready to call this. I've known you for two years. I'm thinking, I'm getting ready to call it, and it's like oh, a groan came from the from me from my heart. How disappointed were you in this? I mean, I was definitely disappointed at the at the time. I was like, oh, come on, Bay. I mean, you're the you're the man. You should be able to make this throw all day, and you know. He's, Made that made that little overthrow, but I mean, it, it was kind of worse. The the next game, he I got lined up and I was in the right spot. He set me the wrong way in the uh, in the play, and I'm running wide open again. And he that's when he did the no look pass to uh, D Rob. But I mean, he sent me the wrong way, kind of made me look bad again. And uh, I mean, I was running wide open. I could, I could have scored another touchdown, but I guess he just doesn't want me to have one yet. So I just got to keep uh, keep working and getting better. Okay, this is where the Chiefs king needs to get to the bottom of this because this is now two times. And he throws the no-look pass. Was he trying to – I mean, he's looking at you as a decoy, and then he throws to D-Rob? Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of how I took it. I mean, maybe he's just trying to trying to shove it in my face a little bit, but, you know, it's, it's whatever. Pass, pass the man. He, he can do what he wants around here. But who wants Gary Dieter to get a pass caught, right? I've watched you for two years. I watched you at Alabama. You were great at Bowling Green. I think this is the week that Mahomes comes alive, right, for once and finds Gary Dieter for a pass play. Now go grab the golden hammer because you know how this works. If that happens, it will be Gary Dieter's chance to put the hammer down. Thank you for not hitting the table. Uh, thank you. Uh, only Coke would hit the table. Crack the table is a $20,000 deal. It's bad. Uh, and we're still paying insurance premiums on it. But. This goes even further because then this opened up this whole can of worms of, like, the haircut. And who had the haircut first? I mean, we got little kids all over the Chiefs' kingdom asking to get their haircut like Patrick Mahomes. Now we should be having – they should be getting a cut like Gary Dieter. Exactly. I mean, I've definitely had the haircut longer. I've had it since 2012, since high school, and been growing it out ever since. And, you know, Pat – just being the the big man on campus that he is, he just thinks that he can just say he had it first and everybody will believe him. But I mean, if you go, he can go back and look at the pictures. I I definitely had the haircut first. See, it's truth, people. We're seeking the truth tonight. Uh, you're in South Bend, Indiana, with this haircut, right? Where did it come from? Uh, how did it evolve? Uh, I mean, I just kind of I always had kind of weird hair. My hair super thick, and I mean, just randomly grew my hair out and wanted a mohawk, and just kept growing it, and it kept. 
Uh, I mean, just growing into what it is now, and I, I liked it at the time, so I just kept it and haven't convinced myself to cut it off. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully I can get a different hairstyle soon, but I'm kind of getting old for this one, so we'll see. Well, we'll get a straw poll. This is very scientific. Who wants Garrick Dieter to keep his hair this way? Yeah, for those of you listening, it is 87.32%. <laughs> Uh, so there's you got a you got a following here, man. I mean, you got to kind of go with it. Uh, this goes even further. You guys were at the big Sporting KC match against the Portland Timbers, mm-hmm. showdown match right at Children's yep. Mercy Park on the pitch. Who gets credit for leading the cheer uh, at Sporting KC? Anybody know? Oh, the quarterback Mahomes, 45 touchdowns, 35 red zone touchdowns. Guess who led the cheer? at Sporting KC at the match against the Portland Timbers, Gehrig Dieter. Now, let's get, let's go. That's right, yes. this Because I was told by my inside sources that it's time to do the cheer. Everybody kind of, Kelsey, everybody kind of backed off, and you said, I'll do it, let's go. Then they jump in and take the credit. What's with that? Exactly. They were all they were all scared to do it. I mean, we talked to, talked to Brad about it. He was trying to convince one of us to do it, and I mean, obviously, you want the the big names, Kels or Pat, to do it. But I mean, they were, I guess they were just a little stage fright. So I mean, I said if nobody else does it, I'll take the mic, and, and I had that place rocking. So hope, I mean, obviously, they didn't get the dub, but I mean, we had we had a great time. We the chant was the chant was pretty hype. I, I will say that, and and Pat did get all the the, the coverage in that. Well, we got some big Sporting KC uh, fans here tonight from the Cauldron. I'm just saying. So, um, but thanks for doing that. The other thing is there was a sighting that you were at the KU Villanova game this past weekend at Allen Fieldhouse, uh, and the word was there you had to buy tickets or they get them in the game. I mean, what's the deal? 45 touchdowns, 35 red zone touchdowns, 67% completion percentage. He misses. He misses you twice. Exactly. He he invites me to the game, makes me buy my ticket, makes me Uber from Kansas City all the way to Lawrence, and, and we have to go from there. So, I mean, obviously, Pat's, I mean, in your guys' eyes, he might be the perfect man, but, I mean, this guy's a, a dirty guy behind the scenes. I, I think we're finding the truth out tonight, actually. This is this is very enlightening to me, Eric. I appreciate this, man. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, has the effort you guys have dogs uh you got meg a wonderful lady you guys have dogs has he ever ever offered to take care of your dogs he's not he's not and this is a friend and he's never offered to do this he's a so-called friend i mean he, he's not he's not doing his part on on the friendship but we'll see here's the other part before we go to break and we'll get serious about what gary is doing his career and even off the field it's pretty cool that they do this right it's i told you our locker room's awesome but I don't know what he's doing with his attempt at facial hair. Honestly, if you could, you could just what Mahomes is doing with the facial hair might be as egregious as him trying to uh, copy your head of hair, because your facial hair is pretty good. Would we admit, Gary Dieter? I know. Yeah. What's that going on with him there? Uh, I mean, he's still he's still a young pup. He's still got some uh, some time to mature. So that's probably what it is. He's tr- <laughs> he's trying to get a little something up there, but. I mean, he's, just a, he's a young guy, so he's got he's to gotta wait his turn. Do you ever say, dude, it's just not happening? Not, I haven't to him, but, I mean, now that we're on the show, I'll, I'll tell him that tomorrow for sure. <laughs> well, this is awesome. And Gary Dieter's got a terrific future with us, terrific present, terrific future. We're going to talk about, here's what's cool. Everybody know what, who's Gary, what Gary's number is, right? Number 12. 
And we're going to Seattle. They think they're the 12th man. Ooh, see how this all works? We'll be back to attack Seattle and tell you how Garrick spent his day and some other things about this remarkable young man. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Mission. We'll be back after this on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. In a tight motion in front of Mahomes is Conley to stay in the block. Sprint out action. Right side by Mahomes. All kinds of time. Pump faking. Now fires it. Lays caught in the end zone to Marcus Robinson. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes, another red zone touchdown. Welcome back, folks. We're at the uh, Hy-Vee Market Grill on our Chiefs Kingdom show. In mission as it is a gargantuan week. Uh, and by the way, our guest tonight, Eric Dieter, we know now is the man behind Patrick Mahomes, right? So anytime you think of Patrick, think of Gehrig. Um But we're going to give him some special gifts tonight, $100 to hy V, which is always awesome this time of year. Meg can get after that. And also $250 to Hound's Tooth, uh, Experience Hound's Tooth, the best men's store in downtown, 507 Walnut, as uh, we're going to get uh, – Gary, getting ready to get uh, go out in style, a little style action here for this guy. Uh, let's just talk about the week. It is number 12 of the Chiefs. Going to play the 12th man as you go to Seattle, but just now you're getting this feeling of December football and the enormity of these games. What about playing these guys and with uh, so much on the line? Yeah, I mean, they're a great team. They, they have a lot to play for just like us. I mean, we need to win out to get that, that number one seed, and uh, we take it one week at a time, and uh, Seattle's that team this week, and we're going to a, a place that's tough to play. And, um, I mean, we have obviously Arrowhead, and, they, and their stadium is just not as loud, but just, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty dang good. And we played there in the preseason last year, and, and it was a fun place to play, and we're looking forward to actually playing a, a regular season game there. Now, you played at Alabama. There's there's not a bigger college football stage. I mean, you're playing a zillion big games every week. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the NFL, but you're playing in front of huge crowds. How much did that help you with this? It definitely helped. I mean, playing in front of 100,000 people every week and, and having that target on your back like all the Alabama teams do. I mean, you're the top team, so everybody wants to take your, take your throne. So, um, I mean, obviously, you go into those situations, obviously, from Bowling Green, and we're playing in front of – 10,000 people maybe on a on a weekday game, maybe less than that. And going to Alabama was a big difference uh, atmosphere-wise. Playing against those players was different. But, I mean, it just like it just got me ready for all the situations that I'm in now. I mean, playing in front of all the, the great Chiefs fans at Arrowhead is, is awesome. And, um, and like you said, I mean, that, that place, especially in Tuscaloosa, those those fans are nuts, and, and they uh, they expect – the best out of, your, out of their players, and if they're not, if you're not producing like they want you to, they're gonna they're gonna get on you pretty good. But we've also know that Arrowheads are the most closest thing you can get in the NFL to kind of a collegiate yeah. SEC mm-hmm. kind of crowd, right? Have you kind of felt that? Oh yeah, you yeah, know, definitely. You... I mean, from playing in Oakland to coming back here, and that was my first game was Oakland, and coming back and playing my first game in Kansas City, and just how the crowd gets into the game, they're in the game the whole entire. The entire four quarters, and and that's not a normal thing for NFL games. Growing up, I'd go to um, different stadiums in the NFL and just go watch the game, and you can tell that um, the fans just aren't into it the whole game. They're kind of it's quiet, and you just don't know what's going to happen. But with the Chiefs fans, they're they're loud the entire game, and I think that's what gives us a great uh, home field advantage with them. That is huge. South Bend, Indiana, but your time at Bowling Green were formative years. And Bowling Green's got a great tradition. Urban Meyer was there. I mean, 
Uh, they've had NFL guys. What about your years at Bowling Green and how it helped you? Uh, Bowling Green was probably my uh, the reason why I'm here. I mean, obviously at Alabama, I didn't have didn't produce that well. I mean, I played. I mean, I started and everything, but just didn't have the numbers that I had um, comparable to Bowling Green, and, and that's kind of where I got that confidence that I can. I know I can play with against anybody and whoever lines up. I know I can beat them. So. Um, just from bo- being at Bowling Green, being with all the, the great players I played with, I had a quarterback that was the all-time MAC uh, passer that year, and um, you know you, just, you can't you can't take those things for granted. I mean, it's, it's a stepping stone to get where I am today, and, and I'm thankful for it. Absolutely, uh, special time of year as we know, and the folks here at Hy-Vee Market Grill and Mission are all you can care to eat crab legs all December. That's awesome. Plus, they have half off apps and taps every day from 4 to 6 p.m. So we can spend our time of the holidays. Let me just tell you how this guy spent his day today. Uh, because right before he was here to spend time with all of you and to be out there uh, to uh, speak to our 94 stations listening on the network, you spent time today with the Gold Star Mothers. So those of you who do not know, right. And I'm really proud of my wife, Tammy, is here, and she works with the Gold Star Mothers uh, in some fundraising efforts. Uh, they just did a Wreaths Across America, which is very impactful, uh, if you see what they do there. But you talk about your afternoon with the Gold Star Mothers. Those of you who don't know, these are the mothers who have lost uh, loved ones uh, who uh, have served our country and paid the ultimate sacrifice. It gets really real when you're in front of those uh, ladies. Talk about your afternoon with Gold Star Mothers. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, we they brought it up to me last week and asked me if I wanted to go um, to the, the Grand Prix and, and ride go-karts with them. And I was like, I mean, absolutely. I have a brother that's deployed in uh, Syria right now, so he'll, he comes back in a couple months. But, I mean, it's just a, it's a thing that's close to me. I mean, I know obviously losing somebody in that situation is one, probably one of the hardest things to do. So just being there, giving the support, and knowing that we're there for them and uh, we have the support from them and 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 everything like that. So um, it's a it's a great it's a, obviously a great program. Uh, me, Anthony Sherman, Andrew Wiley, all showed up and we had a great time and and we're thankful for them and um, we just want to show the, our our support to them. Big, awesome. But I've noticed being around them too. Here, here's why it's it's great for them. Yes, they fundraise. But they've lost sons who are about your age or daughters about your age. And many times they'll see them in you. I'm just curious today uh, just how it was being around those special people today. Yeah, I mean, you can obviously feel the emotion in the room. Um, and they have a – I mean, you, you don't know how they feel just because of the, the situation that they're in. But, I mean, you can have a feel for it and, and, and all of us – felt for them today and we just wanted to to make their day a little bit better and and just give them something that they uh, remember for a while thanks for doing your time and spending your time to do that and a lot of you can get involved with gold star mothers you can google it however you want to find out but it is a uh it's an amazing endeavor but it it's uh very emotional the other thing is if you follow the nfl the my cause my cleats you see the guys wearing the uh, footwear Let's talk about your My Cause, My Cleats and what you decided to do with those for yours. Yeah, so one of them was military theme for my, my little brother who's in the Army. Um, so I, obviously I support the troops and everything that they do for us because, I mean, obviously we wouldn't be here without them. And my other cleat had uh, my three French Bulldogs pictures on them. It was for uh, the KC Pet Project, which is right by the stadium. 
Um, obviously, this is a time of year where um, adoption, there's a lot of dogs and a lot of cats that need to be adopted and need a, a place to, to, to live. I mean, it's getting cold outside. They're, they can't live outside. So um, being there and just giving them the support that they need, however they need it, um, is just something that's close to me because I love dogs and, and love uh, helping them out. These are the French Bulldogs, absolutely. These are the French Bulldogs, and the Mahomes just refused to even offer to feed for you. Exactly. Okay, I know. Just give me a moment. Uh, French Bulldogs. How'd you get into French Bulldogs? Uh, it was super random. My uh, fiance, my girl, who was my girlfriend at the time, she she wanted to get a dog, and then she just put like all these random French Bulldog pictures up, like in my room, just kind of randomly all the, over the place, like little tiny pictures. And so I'm just kind of thinking about it all day, and then. Randomly, I got I got hot at the casino one night and, and won a lot of money and, and got the dog the, ne- the next week. So it was a it was kind of random, but and we loved the first one and then we're like, well, this guy needs a brother, so we got another one, and then we kind of adopted the last one. So it's been a, it's been fun. They're they're pretty awesome dogs. Okay, let's back up here just a second there. So let's just back up a second. So she subliminally mm-hmm. put up pictures of French bulldogs throughout your room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so I mean, just kind of subtly, like, what breed should we get? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we both, we, me and her both. Uh, I grew up with Rottweilers, and then she grew up with Labs. So I don't know how the French Bulldog thing came apart, but I mean, I'm happy about it because they're pretty awesome. You need to ask with Meg here. Is that she watch a movie, or is there? I mean, I just think that uh, the internet took over. They probably saw some cute pictures on the internet and, and kind of decided from that. And the names of these French Bulldogs. Yeah, Goose. Goose is the first one. That was kind of my nickname in college with Goose. And then uh, Lou, after Lou Gehrig, was named after two. And then the last one we adopted is Maggie. And she has had her name already, but yeah, they're pretty pretty cool. So Goose. Goose is your nickname. It, w- it was, but now it's the sheep, Sheepdog. So I roll, I roll with that one for now. Okay, so Goose. Like we're going way back Top Gun, like was before you were even born? Uh, kind of. We just, uh, it was like me and my brothers, we kind of just came up with nicknames for each other, and Goose was mine, and, you know, we just rolled with it. What's your younger brother's nickname that's serving us right now? T-Butter. T-Butter? T-Butter. T-Butter and Goose. What about your other brother? My older brother's Nino. 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 Nice. Nino mm-hmm. and T-Butter and Goose. It didn't turn out so good for Goose in the movie, I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, it's going to turn out better for Gary Dieter. We're going to be back to get ready for Seattle and close out the show. And, yes, we're going to get out the hardware one more time. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill in Mission. We'll be back to close it out after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Williams is to the right hip of Mahomes. Chiefs leading 21 to 14. Trying to body slam the Chargers with this play. Handoff, Damian Williams driving into the, the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Damian Williams, the Southern California native. The Chiefs back on top by two touchdowns. Yep, Damian Williams doing a great job for this Chiefs team. We're at the Hy-Vee Market Grill closing things out in mission. Next week we'll be at uh, North east inglewood back kind of in the north part of the uh the city and so that'll be on the 26th on wednesday night wednesday night the 26th don't come christmas eve uh nobody will be there uh but anyway gary dieter with us to uh close out the show uh first of all just your feelings you got that start against oakland to finally we're going to work your way there and to be at this spot but what was the thoughts being out there on the field in oakland yeah i mean first nfl game experience in the regular season was pretty awesome um being 
or playing in Oakland was pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, it's a feeling that you can't, I mean, you really just, it's something you dream about. It's something you work for all these all these years, and and then to finally have it pay off. I mean, obviously, didn't do much in the game, but I mean, just playing, just being out there, and being with the boys that you're with every single day, it's it's it's, it's a it's a moment I'll never forget for sure. Well, I'm not going to forget your first NFL touchdown because it's coming on a cat or a pass from Mahomes who will hit you this time. All right, and that's a way you'll be able to put the hammer down. We're going to close the show out this way. Any middle children? Gary Dieter's a middle child in his family, the middle boy of three boys. Anybody a middle child, stand up. Just saying. There you go. All for the middle children. If you're a middle child of three boys from German descent, stand up. Yes, me and Gary Dieter, we got it, baby. We're the middle children of German descent of three boys. I knew I liked this guy. Number 12 is headed to the 12th man to beat the 12th man. Gary Dieter, number 12 of the Kansas City Chiefs. Next week, we'll be at Northeast Inglewood Road in the Northland on Wednesday night. Enjoy your holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody, on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Check out the full library of on-demand Chiefs content, including the Chiefs Kingdom Show podcast, only at kcchiefsradio.com. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. 